0: Welcome back, this is Paradigm Shift, I'm your host, Jelena. It's taken me a couple of minutes, I would say at least 15, just to get this all under control again. Apparently, I completely forgot everything about how to record on here, so that's been fun. So, on that note, um, I wanted to talk about change. Um, As you guys know, I didn't put out an episode last week, and I am sorry for that, but also thank you for standing by me anyway and supporting me and stuff. But um, last week was a bit busy. I went on a trip. Um, It was really safe. I just went out of town pretty much to go camp out in the woods um, with my sister, my boyfriend, and her uh, boyfriend as well. Um... And for those of you that kind of know my background, I have parents that are very cautious people. So it's kind of like we were never really allowed to go out as much or to do, you know, have like midnight runs with friends and stuff. Um, More so now. I just realized, I don't know if you can hear my dog snoring in the background, but she's in the background snoring so if you hear her just know that that is my dog so um right as i was saying the trip um and so for us for me and my sister it was a big deal because it was going to be without parents it was going to be us driving out of town it was going to be you know me and her pretty much in charge the entire time which we've never really been able to do um and you know uh I'm, I'm glad my parents were willing to, to let us grow, I guess, if that makes sense, but that's what it feels like, you know, and I'm happy that we have that kind of relationship, but the change, so on this trip, as I said, you know, this is a turning point for me and my sister, um, first time we're in charge, first time it feels like we're growing up and we're by ourselves and this is truly what it means to be an adult, to live, you know, of course, um, in the woods with no other adult supervision. And I learned a couple of things about myself, uh, good and bad. Some stuff that I'm proud of, some stuff that I want to do, and some stuff that I actually realized I don't, let's see, I want to work on. So right now I'm drinking cinnamon apple tea. Um, I think it's by Celestial. Um, Me and my father used to drink it when I was little. I remember at least one time where I walked, you know, it was really late, maybe midnight, and he's always been an insomniac so he's always had a really hard time sleeping. And I remember I walked into our apartment kitchen one time and, you know, the stove light was on. I was like, oh, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm making tea. Do you want some? And I was like, yeah, I've never had tea. And he's like, okay. So he put me on the countertop while he boiled water. And we both had cinnamon apple tea. And since then, it was always like tea was our way of like having those little moments together. Um, You know, as like a, a baby. I must have been like six or four, maybe. I was really small. And so, growing up, it's always been like, oh well, let's have, let's go have tea. Let's have tea in the morning. Do you want to have tea right now? You know, when you know, while we're talking, do you want to have some tea or whatever? Um, and it was usually always that one. And then it kind of just stopped because for a time, we had a lot of friction. I was not doing very well in school. I was very detached because I was trying to get involved with so many things. Um, And as a parent, it is hard to allow that to happen when all you have ever wanted was to have a family. And so both of us were kind of pulling and pushing in a way that there is almost a gap where my father was obviously a part of the picture and I love him and he's always loved me. But it feels almost as though I don't remember what our relationship was for most of my high school years, if anything. It was tumultuous. Um... And I always felt somehow selfish for letting myself indulge in the things that I wanted to do. Um, Which now I realize I shouldn't have and I should have allowed myself to be happy, but that's a different story. But It kind of evolved to where now we didn't have tea anymore. Now it's just coffee. All four of us, my mom, my father, me and Kasha, my sister. um, We all have coffee in the morning. You know, usually it's Sunday mornings and my dad doesn't have to work. Um, we have coffee and we eat, like, egg and cheese or chorizo tacos or just different things like that. And it's always with coffee. Um, you know, cold mornings we go outside and sit and we kind of just, I don't know, look in our backyard and kind of just stare at the trees and the sky. Um... And there was a time where I wasn't in high school, I had graduated, and I was going to go into the Air Force, but I didn't, and so it was this weird um, in-between time where I was going to register for college, but I still hadn't done it yet. And so me and him were in a really rough space, but I remember that a lot of the time, we always had coffee. Bear with me, there's, there's a point. Um, and so those moments have always been anchored. By tea and by coffee, you know, by cool mornings and late nights. Um, And so for me, that's always, nostalgia has always been something that I record, I guess. And so for me, going on this trip was just like a huge picture book of firsts, if that makes sense. In fact, part of what me and my sister packed was, well, tea, because that's what my boyfriend wanted. And it just so happens that he also likes cinnamon apple tea, the, that specific one. And we also brought coffee for me and my sister. Um, our Both of our boyfriends never really cared for or had tried coffee before, so we thought we could share that with them. So, you know, um, it was funny because when me and my sister were packing up in the morning... You know, finishing our everything, going through our checklists and stuff. Um, you know, my father was like, "Well, I'm gonna go get lunch for your mom," and you know, I think by the time I come back, you guys will already be gone because we had to go pick um, her boyfriend up from the bus station and stuff. So we had to leave, and we hugged him, and it was funny because he was the one driving off, and you know, he was like, "You know, have you know a cup of coffee for me and mama over there," and we're like, "Okay." And as he pulled out of the driveway, me and my sister, like, looked at each other, and I was like, I don't know why. But I feel like I'm going to cry. (laughs) And she said, you know what, me too. And it was weird, because it's almost picturesque, the kind of scene in the movie where you know things will never truly be the same. But nobody talks about it because it's less painful. That's pretty much what it was for me, anyway. Anyhow, so... We got there. It was the road trip over there was long and very anxious um, because I was the driver, <laughs> um, and it was my first time driving out of town with absolutely nobody around me um, who were, you know, trusted adults. But I've figured out that it's okay. I am a trusted adult. That's part of it. But um, the ride over there was nice. When um, we got there, it was beautiful. Um, I had a really good time. It was crazy because I've realized that I put a lot of restraints on myself and on others because they were placed upon me by other people. But, you know, over, I think it was three days and two nights, I kind of realized that that's not what I want. And although it is something that I can't change in a second, I do plan on changing it. So, um, right, back to- back to my coffee and tea story, um, it's really cold where we went. Um, I mean it's really cold because it's December, but more so, it was I think in the 30s or 20s, um, and so it was gonna be freezing, and we- I think we were playing like Mario Kart, or we were watching some movie in our little shelter, and then, you know, my, my boyfriend, um, and Andy Anthony. I'm not quite sure. I don't know how to make you guys perceive him. This is so funny. Um, but he was like, you know, I'm gonna make tea and I was like, Oh, okay. He was like, Do you want some? And I was like, Well, I haven't had tea in like literal months. Um, and to be honest, the only tea I drink by myself is blueberry peach tea, which is great by the way. Um, but I was like, you know, I haven't had the cinnamon apple one in years i was like yeah sure um and so he made some for me for her boyfriend dylan and um i think she had hot chocolate maybe or maybe we were just all hanging out and like i sipped it and we were all talking and laughing about like um injuries we got as like kids and funny stories and there was a moment where when we were all drinking it was kind of a sinking feeling and a lifting as both sinking and lifting which obviously is perfect for conflict within the self but this feeling that you know no matter what I do these moments are always gonna be there it's just a matter of if I'm gonna pay attention to them or not and if I'm gonna choose to live in them and to remember them or not um, and I think And it's funny, it's almost like full circle where it's like, you know, here we are having tea again with new people in our lives that we care about. Something that we knew was always coming, but never really thought would actually come true, you know? And for me, that's... What better story than that? Um, And later, (laughs) the next morning, we... Did um, I made coffee and she did too and Dylan tried hers and Anthony tried mine and they liked it and it was pretty good and I think the last morning that they were there we all made coffee and we all drank coffee. Well, we were I was anxious to get ready to get out because because I was pretty much just overwhelmed and overreacting. There was a deadline to get out, but nothing would have happened if we didn't make it on time um, but that's just (laughs) my anxiety but it's just one of those things where it was kind of like wow, it's crazy how much growth, how much change there is it's um almost like (laughs) uh, the song, everything stays I think about that a lot, where it's like you know, everything changes and yet somehow, you know everything stays exactly the way it was before and it's, it's the same thing it's like a different, different painting, but the same colors, if that makes sense. I don't know. So that was one thing that I really did appreciate. There's something about sleeping next to the person that you really love that it's hard to replicate once you don't have it anymore. Um. Sorry, this is just the part where I get... <laughs> sad because I miss my boyfriend um but those were the nice things about it we hung Christmas lights outside our shelter we made a fire and roasted marshmallows we played Mario Kart inside on a projector we made tea, we saw raccoons we shivered under our blankets on 30 degree nights we hiked we saw rocks, we slipped on rocks, we watched hawks dive, and we watched people walk their dogs up the the trails, we went to a crystal cave and watched it shimmer, and we took pictures we pretended like, me and Anthony pretended like we were in a renaissance painting Um, and oh my gosh you can hear in the background really loud now and it was a lot of fun. There, I definitely want to do that again. And I'm glad I took my Polaroid. And I'm glad that he also he loves taking pictures. And I'm glad because I somehow love keeping memories. But I'm really bad at making time to take pictures. So he took care of that for me too. Um, and like I said, those were all things that I adored. Those were all things that I was looking forward to. And I'm glad that they actually came true. But there were parts that I I didn't think were going to truly shine through. And I wish I wish they hadn't. But at least now I know who I don't want to be. For example, um, throughout almost the entire trip, I was pretty good with my anxiety. Um, for the most part, um... But I will admit that, and I talk to my sister about this too, because, you know, me and her, her have enough trust with one another that if she tells me something about me and my character, that it's probably because it's something I gotta fix. And I realize that I, despite the growth of confidence that I have, there's a certain kind of insecurity I have when it comes to hurting people that I care about um, whether I'm good enough or not doesn't seem to really be the issue anymore, it's just more so that when I, when I, what is it, like, not reach out, but when I snap at, like, my boyfriend or my sister, when I'm anxious, that is what sends me into a hateful spiral, self-hate spiral, that is, and so, I realized, and I think it's funny, um, I love my father to death, um, me and him, uh, you know, he's made a point that's like, to say that we're soulmates, um, obviously not in that way, that's weird, but soulmates in the sense of, no matter where we go, no matter how, how far or how awful the arguments and the disagreements are, for some reason, we always seem to touch base, like we're two, like we're two old men on a porch in front of a lake talking about all the things we should have done differently. That kind of soulmate. And so, growing up, I was always really afraid um, of being loud, of being rude, because my father has really bad social anxiety. And he gets very quiet and very stoic and very angry when you ask a lot of questions, when we're at a place that's new, when you raise your voice, when you um, bring any commotion to yourself. So with that being said, I was raised that way. And so there's a motorcycle outside. And so when I'm with other people and my father isn't there, my body, I don't know why. But it's almost as if if he's not there somebody has to be that person for safety reasons i don't agree with it but it seems that that's what's happened and so i realized that on this trip if if i am alone with the people i care about and my father happens to not be there i get really mean not all the time but when i get anxious i get really mean i make fun of I make fun of my father a lot here, we all joke with one another and so we tease each other and stuff, that when he's angry, or right after a self-help book, he walks like he's on a mission, you know, kind of like he's off to battle. And as we are walking to a crystal cave, I was afraid that we weren't going to make it on time, I was afraid that we wouldn't get gas that quickly, we wouldn't get food quickly, we were going to be late. Um, all these things were making very, making me very jittery and so i kept snapping at my boyfriend like you know well we have to we better hurry up or we better do this or just you know acting like i didn't want to be there and i did i was just scared of not being able to get home on time because ultimately it would be my fault i'm the driver you know but instead of saying that all I did was be passive-aggressive, be mean, be, you know, like, hurry up, we gotta go. You know? And What's the fun in that? Hmm, there isn't. And so, I noticed there was a time where, you know, I had done it so much, and this was only, like, ten minutes in to the actual hike. Because um, we were just trying to do a quick trail before we left home. That My boyfriend was like, yeah, you know what, it's fine, we don't have to go. And it upset me. And I think it's so funny. Because it's like, I'm not upset uh, upset at him. I'm upset that I managed to ruin something that mattered to somebody I loved. You know? Which I think is um, hilarious as a coping mechanism. um, Because it literally makes no sense. And it's irrational. But anywho. So he said that and I was like, no, it's fine. We're already here. And I kind of stalked past him and kind of just walked up the trail by myself like as fast as I could and I realized that I was walking exactly like my father I was quiet, just like him. I was hushing others just like him. I mean, he feels that way and I thought, man, this is this is not this is not who I wanted to be I thought it would be stronger, I thought it would be kinder. You know, I've always strived to be kind, but it seems like Because those were the coping mechanisms of how to deal with anxiety that I was taught, by example, that's what I used. And so, midway through my little 30 second walk of anger, I got really sad that I ruined something. And on my way towards a self-hate spiral, I realized I can't do that again, not here. Doing that wouldn't help make my boyfriend feel better, it wouldn't make me feel better, and so, I thought the next thing would be to, and it's funny, because I thought, you know, maybe a a positive affirmation would work, and it wasn't like, you're beautiful, you know, you're strong, but it's what I needed, and so I was like, you're a good person, you're okay, you're just afraid, it's gonna be fine, like, you're gonna go to Crystal Cave, you're a good person, you're a good girlfriend, you're just nervous, it's okay and then by the time my boyfriend got caught up to me, I felt better, I felt less angry and less tense and so then I just pretended to be happy, pretended like nothing had happened I wasn't erasing it, it's just I needed to let him know that I was trying to be safe or to create a safe space I was trying to create that environment for the both of us to have a good time. Of course, Kasha and Dylan were off, like, talking and being lovey-dovey on their way up. So it was kind of like me and him were leading the way, and it was a rocky trail, to say the least. Um, And so, he was like, well, we don't have to go. And I was like, no, it's probably right around here. I thought we saw it on the map that it was close. And he's like, I'll go check. And so he ran um, ahead, um poor thing, and he's like, yeah, it's up here, and I was like, oh, okay, and then from there on, it was, like, better, it was just a change, I didn't, you know, it was just one of those things where I have to trust that things are gonna be okay, um, and obviously, you can be, you can say, you know, well, if you trust too much, you would be late, if you trusted too much, then you wouldn't you know, put gas in on time, and you wouldn't get home on time, and then you would make, you know, Dylan miss his bust, or whatever might be the chain of events. But I think what I do is really irrational. So to be less irrational would be still on the safe side. For example, if I set an alarm of like when we have to go, um, with some safe time in between, like five ten minute difference um that allows us to make room for if there are bumps in the way then that's fine and then i don't have to worry about it anymore um i actually talked to my boyfriend about this but in a different matter earlier (laughs) when me and him were just around the campfire by ourselves um whereas like i think i just need to trust you more that you um have stuff in control that you are your own person because i was taught that i was controlled and so that when i would be an adult i would do the same to others and that's that's not how it works and so that's kind of allowing other people to help you be in control um and so i guess change is what has ultimately surrounded this whole thing change in that I experienced life in a different way that I hadn't really believed in before change in a way that there are some things I didn't want to be but at least I know now that I can fix them that I can change Um, it's a multitude of things Um, and it kind of has translated into other parts of my life where I am changing and I don't know to what, I don't know to who, I don't know where it's going, I don't know if any of this will last, but change is inevitable and so I might as well go with it, whether I choose to fix it, whether I choose to capture it in a moment is up to me. But for now, I just have to be comfortable with the idea that change is painful, but it is also good. One way or another, things will be okay. And I think that's just, maybe, hopefully, this gives you peace of mind for whatever you're going through. Or whatever you're not going through. Perhaps this is just nice to listen to. But this has been fun, and I I came back, and it feels as if I cannot put myself back in a box. Not to say that this is restrictive, but my family has a certain idea of who I am and what I am capable of based on what I do here at the house, which is stifled uh, by dependency, I, I know. Um, I'm sure of it. But coming back, it feels almost... As if all the things that felt so overwhelming here are now little, minuscule. They're the easiest things to overcome. You know, a couple of weeks ago, my... And it feels almost embarrassing to say, but it's... I don't know. Look, I'm trying my best, okay? Um, my mom would be like, oh, like you should watch the dogs. Um, and I'd be like, okay... And then she's like, "Yo, yeah, can you shave them or whatever?" And they would be like, "I would get it done, but on separate dates because I felt so clouded and overwhelmed." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so much work." Um, and today, we, me and my sister, washed all three of the dogs, shaved them, um, cleaned the kitchen. I don't even know what else we did. We did a couple of other things that I know were time-consuming, but we got it done and out of the way. And i still was able to like do my makeup do videos um and i'm not gonna lie to you i did waste time and i'm not proud of it but i am getting better um and so there's that too where it's almost like it's weird i i truly feel like i was gone for weeks and it was only three days which i think is hilarious um but i don't know i mean i know this will help me in Some sort of way, but I won't see like the actual results of this all until later. So, I hope this has been kind to you in some way, or that at least you find it enjoyable to listen to. I like telling stories, so this has been fun, but um yeah um don't forget to check out my instagram my tiktok um if you're listening on youtube um put down comments on maybe something you want to hear next episode or just your thoughts on this whole thing on on changes in your life or critiques on my character with taste please but um yeah well you guys have a great day Hope y'all have an amazing, um, <laughs> an amazing rest of your day. Love y'all. Stay safe and stay kind.